The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, in partnership with Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, present a podcast for divorced and separated Catholics. Hi, welcome to the very first podcast for the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. My name is Anne DeSantis, and it's a pleasure to be here with you on this Tuesday evening. And you can learn more about us at our website. It's at nonatus.org, N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S. So I'm so grateful to be here with all of you here on YouTube and also on Podbean. And we also thank our friends from Fiat Ministry Network, as well as Patchwork Heart Radio, who are also putting these uh, links on their own website. So very grateful to them. So Our ministry is all about helping families in crisis, especially those who are affected by divorce and separation. That has been our mission since we were founded in 2015. So this is a brand new podcast that will be put on our own YouTube channel the very first Tuesday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel, Philly, no not as Philly as in the city of Philadelphia where I'm located. Uh, no not us. So please subscribe and also be sure to connect with us at Philly No Not us on Facebook and on social media. So very delighted to be with you this evening. I have a terrific guest for you on the topic of divorce and separation. And this is a Catholic podcast. So if you are Catholic and you have been through divorce and separation, uh, we our prayers are with you. And if you're not Catholic, we just invite you to learn more about what we do. And we also invite you to stay on this podcast because uh, we are here to help and support and pray for those families who are affected by divorce and separation. So I have a great guest this evening. Her name is um, my friend, Josephine. So Josephine, it is such a pleasure to have you here with us on this evening. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm very happy to be here as well. I'm doing so well. And uh, it's great to talk with you because I know, Josephine, that you have been through so much on the topic of divorce and separation. I know that your faith means so much to you. You are a devout Catholic and have children. And you have so much to share with all of us uh, for those who are going through very rough times and, and do wind up, you know, getting divorced or separated. Um, for some people, it isn't something that they, they, they wish to happen, but unfortunately it does happen. And that's why we're here uh, to support them through our spiritual accompaniment and through this ministry. So, uh, Josephine, I thought you could start out with if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your own personal story. Thanks so much. I think it puts things in perspective to know that we go through these things. No one chooses to be deliberately unhappy or in a relationship that is not constructive or ends in divorce. So um, I was very young when I met my spouse. At that time, I was only 15. I didn't know he was going to be my spouse. But we did end up getting married and having a lovely family. I'm so thankful for that. And um, it did end up being very rocky. We both had a lot to learn. I tried my best. I'm sure he tried his best. But um, there was some illness involved, some rather poor um, conduct on mostly my spouse's side because he had addictions. 
and also some personality problems from uh, his upbringing. And I had things to work on. You know, it was, it was two people. I didn't know how to help him, but I did try to work on myself. And it ended up that after three children, um, I was, uh, the youngest was 18 months old, I asked for a divorce. And when he had that um, recognition that what we were doing wasn't going in a very good direction, he kind of woke up. And I was so thrilled to have this opportunity. So I want to be remind people that there are good times. And there even, you know, here I am um, almost 30 years after the divorce. And I'm so thankful for those good times. We had about 10 years where he was working on his alcoholism and other problems. And I was working uh, on myself, Al-Anon, and, you know, in the Al-Anon group, if people aren't familiar with that, is when you recognize that you can play into these problems um, with addictions and that you're part of it. And when you're part of the solution, um, then you can develop a, a good life for yourself and possibly for your children and help your spouse develop his great qualities of restraint and choosing the right thing. So I, I really worked hard at Al-Anon. I didn't find it was helpful to go to the meetings, but um, I was hoping that I could give back somehow. So here I am. It ends up that we did get divorced, so even though we had gone to counseling, he went to two sessions, I went to two years of sessions. <laughs> and finally, okay. I think my, my counselor was um, relieved that I realized that he wasn't working on the relationship and that it would be okay to walk away. But, you know, I still regretted that we couldn't develop a um, solid marriage. So from there, um, the divorce took three years. It was pretty ugly. And I didn't go it alone. So this is where I could start to talk about what helped me. And it may help you. But there was good and bad. In this, the advice I got, the friends I had um, weren't necessarily the best at giving advice in retrospect, but I did have some support. Mostly my family was shocked because I never had complained about my husband's addiction problem and other things. So it was hard to get support from my immediate family, like my siblings and my parents. So that was kind of a disappointment. But... Uh, I was able to make it through with prayer, um, with counselors, and two years later, after the divorce, I went back to counseling again, and that really helped me a lot, post-divorce counseling. Now, maybe some of you are wondering, when did you get the annulment? Well, I was kind of hoping that since we had five children, my former spouse, now at this point, would regroup, recognize what he had lost, what he had thrown away for for the value of an addiction over his family. So this is kind of a personal note. But um, and I was pretty disappointed that he didn't come back either. <laughs> I thought, you know, all this praying and God loves families and, you know, this is a, a hopefully um, a possible save, not that we had a sacramental marriage, but we did get married in the church. So this is uh, kind of the end of the story. The children grew up. I uh, got an education and was able to support my family and myself. And he did help with support financially and um, tried to undermine me quite a bit because of his disorders. 
And I just moved on as best I could with lots of prayer. And eventually, this might sound really silly, but eventually, almost 20 years later, I got an annulment. And that really, really helped me grow. And I actually could not do the paperwork for the annulment without one-on-one support. The church I was going to offered it through a deacon and his secretary. And we went through pages of it. And it was quite... um eye-opening. So if I could say I would do something over, I would have done the annulment a lot sooner. So I think it would have given it, given me the freedom and basically a sacramental, and I don't know if that's really a correct term, but at least authorized by the church that in a disciplined type of approach to your marriage and the end of a marriage, we can uh, um, get this annulment and work through some of our in, um, maybe misperceptions about who we were and how we conducted ourselves. So that said, that is basically the divorce and then eventually the annulment. So is there anything else that you might have a question on possibly, Anne? Josephine, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you were able to share your story with us. And I know there's so much more. And I just want to tell our listeners on this podcast that Josephine will be coming back again for another uh, podcast with us, because as I mentioned, we're meeting the very first Tuesday of every month. Uh, And just to mention, too, that this is an interactive podcast in the fact that you can make comments on the live premiere on YouTube. So although this is a video and I will admit this is a pre-recorded video, the, the way that it's live is that myself and our spiritual moderator are actually on the live premiere making comments um, there for you to, to answer any of your questions. Uh, Josephine, you said so much. Uh, now, I know that there's some people who are listening who are thinking more about what you said about the annulment. Uh, and I know there, that could be a whole show or more and an, in and of itself. Uh, And we won't really be getting into many of those details on this particular very first podcast because we want to talk about other aspects of healing and prayer. Um, But please, I invite you to go to our website and learn more because we do have some videos that are on annulments. If you go to nonatis.org under videos and podcasts, you will see at the bottom there of that page that we have four videos on annulment. So I invite you to check that out. Uh, You went through so much, uh, Josephine, but yet your faith pulled you through during that time. I wondered if you would have any advice for someone who's listening who right at this moment, although maybe they're not happy about it at all, maybe they're brokenhearted about the fact that they're either separated or divorced, but you know that there's a healing process that process that is going on. I wondered if you could speak to that piece about going through healing as it's happening. What are some things that people who are listening can do to get through the most difficult time when that marriage splits up? That's a very good point because there's so many different, and I want to call them strategies. So I'm going to separate them into two different approaches, even though they work together. And one might be considered secular in a way, but it's more of a formation of your own, um, your best self and focusing on being your best self. And the other would be the Christian help out there. 
Um, and, and what that means when we talk about Christian help is, of course, our relationship with God, how we um, apply ourselves in our, our spiritual approach to God. Are we participating in the church? And are we participating in a deep way in where God is guiding us? And then to back up a little bit to the idea of secular help. I mean, there are good, good counselors. I would really strongly suggest a Catholic counselor because the idea of suffering, uh, just, it's, it doesn't have to be the end. It can be the beginning in some ways. And I really think that the Catholic Church and its faith and its history and our contemplation of the cross is very important when you are going through this it's a tragedy. It's a, it's, it's even when you are the one that decides that the marriage has to end, um, you're still going to have to go through the loss of your dreams, of your wanting to be loved and to give love and that we all long for that. So this ending and new beginning, um, takes a bit of formation that is part of psychology. And we don't necessarily give that in the Catholic uh, approach, but in the Catholic counseling approach, we do. So I'm kind of separating them in two ways. And there also might be a need for seeing um, a, a doctor for medication. It can get to the point where you are not functioning. So you might have to rely on some medications for a very short while. But I do want to warn people that is not a solution. It's only a support. We have to do everything else. And unfortunately, if you're just relying on medication, it's going to be a long haul. And it may never happen because what really needs to take place is a new beginning. And kind of what the, our Lord says is the transfiguration. So can we transfigure ourselves? Well, we cooperate. But that's where I really depended on my faith. I knew that God had to do something for me. And it really came down to there was uh, very little help because I'm the only one that can change me. But I was having trouble. I got stuck so many times. I didn't get the counseling necessarily that I thought I'd get. And it came down to finally saying, God, I, I, need, I need help from you. And I need God's peace. And I need some kind of healing. And in that, became a focal point that without forgiveness, healing wasn't going to happen. And the type of depth of hurt and suffering that we deal with in divorced families, it's so deep that we cannot go it alone. We need our church, we need our sacraments, and we need God to help us to forgive. We can make that conscious decision that we want to forgive, but the emotions play a part in it and you're still angry and you're still terribly hurt and still crying or, or um, resentful or acting out of poor habits. So the two together, when you start working on yourself and understanding where you need to improve and how you need to respond to the situation and choose a, a way to respond lovingly no matter where or what is happening rather than reacting you can start building uh, a way of approaching life, even in your suffering, that reflects your Christian values and the way the church teaches us. 
So if you want to, you know, stick with the secular, maybe to start out with if you've been away from the church for a while, get the counseling, make sure it's a Catholic Christian counselor because they can help you understand suffering. And then apply yourself in a daily way to work on where you see your shortcomings. And I want to go back to that because so many of us get stuck in different ways to um, make ourselves content and happy and feel good about life. And there's good ways and better ways. And they all kind of balance out. So that would be called the levels of happiness. And then also the forgiveness becomes more, in my experience, a Christian value. Where, where I decided to pray more, and I combined it with some things that are healthy, like walking. And maybe an idea might be to say a rosary while you walk. And when you pray the rosary, especially if you contemplate Mary in the rosary and her suffering and her losses, but also in her fiat, her willingness for God to do in her life as he willed and to do God's will, that she was able to walk with some peace, dignity, love. And her walking in that way honored God rather than her own idea of what her life should be. So even in these trials, we can um, walk with some dignity and recognize our role in participating in how God has designed our life. So it's hard to believe, but sometimes praying a rosary can just bring you into a place of peace. And I'm not sure to how to explain that, but I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. And one is that it is God working in your life when you open up that door and just come into prayer. And it, it's easier to pray, pray something like that when you're hurt because it's um, laid out for you. It's constructive. And we're asking Mary to be part of our suffering. And she knows how to lead us back to God, even though we may be even too hurt to walk there ourselves. So I think it's a great way to begin and reacquaint yourself with the church. And the other piece of that is is that there is some proof in the medical fields, now they're studying the brain and the healing of the brain, that these contemplative people that are able to pray, and in particular a type of thing like the rosary, something about that structure is healing to the brain. Now you're saying, you know, my brain isn't hurting, my heart is hurting. So how does that work? Well, our heart is connected to our brain and vice versa. And you can understand that more and more um, as you heal. And so we're looking for forgiveness as a doorway into healing. And we're working with our Lord to help us with our forgiveness. So what does that look like practically? Well, let's, let's just come up with a prayer that I use. And I would say, Lord, I forgive my former husband, my spouse, my former husband. Help me with my lack of forgiveness. And I cannot tell you how much that helped me. Now, there's other pragmatic ways, too, because there is a, an actual tie, a spiritual tie to your formal spouse. And there's a lot of books on um, ways to heal spiritually. But one of the strategies I used was to actually send him off, you know, just I know I'm separating from him, so I'd use my imagination 
and send him off with love and ask the Lord to love him for me and just see him kind of float away and all the problems that are associated with this uh, very poor relationship that we had, destructive relationship, and to send him off um, in a peaceful manner and ask God to love him for me and to send him off with peace. I send you off, my former spouse, with peace and love and ask the Lord to be with you. And then it, it kind of lifted from my pain, my pain would lift. My heart would feel a little bit of relief. And these are things that may or may not um, kind of ring with your experience or what you're familiar with. But that's okay too. You know, you can more uh, rely more on your the counseling that you're getting, or maybe the medication that you might need to take. But don't forget to take a walk, and don't forget to ask God to help you, and see about getting some help with some very good friends that you select carefully, because you never want to go deep, which is what you'll need to do to heal, without help. You never want to go deep alone. And if you're a scuba diver, you know about that for sure. So it's one wow. of those things that it's, uh, you know, it's important to do this with others. That's why I like this uh, group that you're forming and, and have been working with because it's a way to reach out and to work together on something. Josephine, thank you from, from the St. Raymond Anonis Foundation. And from me too, Anne DeSantis here on the podcast. Such a blessing. And you have so much uh, wisdom when it comes to healing after divorce. I know, uh, Josephine, that it wasn't something that you wish for. I know that, you know, you weren't the type of person who took that lightly. So for those who are listening and thinking, you know, the relationship between divorced people uh, or annulled people and the Catholic Church, uh, you know, many of the people who come to us to the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation aren't people who, when they married someone, took their marriage vows very lightly. I mean, they took them very seriously. But we know that sometimes because of circumstances that happen in life, uh, we know that there is such a thing as sin, right? And um, that sometimes things don't happen as we wish them to. And, and divorces and separations do happen. So that's why we're here uh, to spiritually accompany those who are affected by divorce and separation. Josephine, you did such a great job. You talked about forgiveness. I really liked what you said about the, how you forgave your ex-husband. I know there's so many people, maybe even people who are listening right now, that they are having a hard time forgiving. And maybe, you know, sometimes we get people on podcasts that maybe this isn't even your situation. Maybe you're not divorced or separated, but maybe you do have a person in your life that you are just having a hard time forgiving. And what Josephine said about letting it go and giving it to God and almost using your brain through prayer and imagery to allow God to take that from you is that you will be able to live a more peaceful life with the grace of God. So uh, once again, Josephine, I thank you for sharing that. You also talked about uh, our Blessed Mother and the Rosary, which uh, you know we at the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation also love Our Lady. And uh, we are connected with the Mercedarian Religious Order, which if uh, some who are listening don't know who they are, you can go to orderofmercy.org and learn about the Mercedarian Friars uh, that are headquartered here in the Philadelphia area where I am located. They're located in four different sections of the United States. 
Uh, but you can go on their website and learn more about them. But our Our Lady of Mercy, and uh, we, the image of mercy too is just so important when it comes to healing. So I, I would recommend also that when you pray, that know that the Blessed Mother is also praying with you too. We have people that are probably making comments on the the podcast stream. So I thank you for those comments. And I invite you to make a comment or question for either myself or Father Ken Breen, who's our spiritual moderator for the uh, St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. Uh, so Nancy, I thought we could kind of get back to talking about healing. And you talked about some of the feelings that people have when they are going through a divorce. They may need to get counseling. You made some good suggestions there. Would you have any other pieces of advice on healing? Because not only is there healing of the spirit, but you're also dealing with friends and family and work situations. Was there anything else that you did during that time of your life that helped you to step forward in a better way to get through each day knowing that God was with you? I think that's a good point because uh, pragmatically, we have to find some place where we're feeling um, a connection that isn't destructive because we've got children that need us. We've got work that's demanding and not necessarily forgiving. And uh, maybe in our worst moment in our lives, we still have to show up at the office. And when it came to family, uh, the lack of support, especially for myself now, the lack of financial support was really um, very devastating. So we go back to what is really going on with ourselves and what does life look like when everything you've wanted and worked for for maybe 20 years, the rug gets pulled out from under you and there's very little happiness. And I think that's the key word. We we started out talking about that all of us long to be to love and to be loved and we dread suffering. And then the other piece of that is, well, part of that is being happy. You're not going to share every, you want to share your happiness with others. So how do we maintain some kind of happiness? And that's where I really have to say I knew a lot about happiness um, because of the years of being married in a difficult situation. I'm very grateful for that. So I didn't get caught out on um, in, the, in the cold, really. I knew a lot about how to maintain my own dignity, my own role, um, my, learning about myself as how God created me, my gifts, my personal gifts. So those are all things to think about. There's tests that you can take that help you see who you are and your giftedness. I took that as how God created me and that if I recognize that who I am innately is a gift from God and that if I can key on those things, then I'm not fighting myself. I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not, but I'm using my gift in whatever way those might work. Now, for me, I was um, very good at organizing, so I did a lot of volunteer work and set up different programs. I had been um, educated in in art, so I did some teaching in, in for artists, young artists. I volunteered for that. So I looked at ways that would give me some satisfaction, some accomplishment outside of my home, because home was pretty difficult. The children, the um, lack of um, finances, some of the things that were out of my control um, just made it difficult. 
the another piece of that is they also recognize that stress needed to be managed. And I learned a lot about stress. It was one of my hobbies, actually, to learn about stress and that it does play a huge role in whether you can cope with this or not because it's very stressful. So those are two areas, happiness and stressful, and how you've learned to manage them. And these you can bring to your counselor. And you can read some books on them, but they really do help you address some of the ways to do better. So let's just take a look at what I did. I tend to need to have some daily just kind of self-satisfaction. So I had to decide on what I was going to do, and I love to eat. So what I ended up doing was instead of gaining gobs and gobs of weight by eating the pasta I love so much every day, I decided I was going to be a coffee person. And I drank maybe a little bit too much coffee, but for the time to get me through, I would sit and enjoy my coffee early in the morning and just be at peace for a while, maybe just get my a day organized in my mind, get my attitude together, and decide I was going to have a great day with the Lord and where were we going to go today. And that I would use all my, my abilities, my personal abilities that I developed over the years, and I would be my best self. I would respond in my best way. And, and that meant, you know, I had learned that I can't react. I had to really teach myself to be quiet. So one thing I did with a, a level of happiness would be just some pleasure uh, and just minimize the pain with something that's gratifying, something simple, nothing big. And then, you know, so is that something that you can relate to, too, Ann? Just a little something. Well, as you're speaking, I'm thinking also of our friend, Rose Sweet. Maybe she's even listening yes. on this podcast. Hi, Rose, if you're listening. Rose Sweet is the vice president of our a board of directors for the St. Raymond Onatas Foundation. She also has a wonderful ministry. Uh, she's a Catholic author and life coach. You can learn about her at rosesweet.com. She's written some wonderful books. She herself has uh, been divorced and an old and has wonderful wisdom for people. So uh, definitely recommend uh, checking her out. But <laughs> getting back to my point was the fact that you mentioned uh, about Simple pleasure sometimes, because when your brain is so overwhelmed with pain, um, she mentions that a lot in um, in healing, that sometimes, you know, simply just relaxing, taking a nice uh, hot bath or something like that, or reading a good book, uh, going shopping, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to just placate yourself all the time, right? Um, but the point of it is, is that your brain needs a break. Your brain needs a break from some of the pain that you're going through during that time of the separation and the divorce and some of uh, the, the issues that you go through with your kids and, and family life. So it's not a bad thing to give yourself a little bit of a break. Uh, even talk to a good friend that you trust, someone that you know that the what you share with them won't go anywhere else. But um, going back to what you said is, you know, can I relate? Definitely. Um, I myself am not uh, divorced. I've been with my husband, Angelo, for going to be 31 years. But I've mentioned also with the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation that uh, my experience with divorce is the fact that I am the adult child of divorce. And uh, we used to have a support group specifically for them. Um, but now we are doing this new podcast. And then, um, uh, Josephine, I just want to mention that 
uh, our podcast is the last Thursday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern, same place, same time, uh, where we will be hosting guests that have to do with uh, divorce and separation at times and the, the, the adult children of divorce. So wanted to make sure to make a shout out for those who are listening that maybe you're not divorced, but maybe either you know someone or uh, you yourself are an adult child of divorce. You know, you're welcome here. That This is what this podcast is all about, too, because this podcast is for people who are affected by divorce. You know, you might be uh, the husband or the wife like Josephine, where you could be the son or daughter or the grandmother or the cousin. I mean, we've had all all different kinds of people come to us in need of healing because uh, when people split up, it does affect uh, the entire family system. Sometimes we've had people even come to us that are good friends of a family and it it, it really affected them when their best friends uh, got a divorce kind of thing. Maybe someone who's listening understands that too. So uh, Josephine, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about the children and the grandchildren because you do have some good experience there and some knowledge. You have children yourself, you have grandkids. Um, what is it like for you? Because, you know, you and your husband are divorced and an old and you have grandchildren that you you hope will be brought up in the faith, despite the fact of what you yourself have been through in your own relationship. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And I loved your comments about, you know, having time, taking a break from the um, disappointments in life. And that to me is really part of this. It's just perfect that we recognize that nobody is perfect and that but we're made for perfection because of our relationship with God and how he created us, that we yearn for perfect truth, love, justice, and beauty. So when we bring children into this situation and over the years they grow up, they have their own families, um, I've had to keep a perspective and recognize that um, these human relationships, they involve risks. Um, we're going to get hurt. We're going to have disappointments and how to deal with that. But also the other piece of it is, is how to be ourselves in those situations, but not be confrontational. Because in this culture um, that we're li living in right now, uh, confrontation even if you're just present sometimes, can feel like a confrontation. So <clears throat> well, always, what I've been finding is I always take time before I interact, if I can, to get a mindset that I'm not there to correct anybody or to uh, raise someone else's child or to even measure how much this child is being loved, but I'm there to bring Christ in a loving way in my role, whatever that role might be, friend, grandmother, um, and even motherhood. At this point, my children are all grown. So when it comes down to motherhood, it, it's a different role as a um, grandmother. And when you have a child that's an adult, you do have to step back. You're not there to form them. So what we're finding is, talking to other grandmothers myself, we're praying. We're praying for them and asking God to guide them and direct them. And we're asking in an intercessory way for Mother Mary to participate in their lives and their families' lives. It's not 
as hard as it sounds, except it's a lot of suffering to see some of the errors and see the repetition of some of the errors. And I, I want to go back to what happiness is <clears throat> and how we can do some things. Excuse me. Take your time. Sorry about that. We have children that we're raising then. So let's go back to the years that I was raising the children. And I knew a lot about what they were good at because that was, I felt, was a role as a, as a parent. So we do try to give the child the same break we want. We try to support the child in what they're happy in, as long as it's constructive. And that takes a lot of work. It might take asking others to help. I can tell you I'm an expert at carpools. <laughs> Don't try to do it alone. And the text messages that you can do now with um, people that probably are willing to help, uh, maybe extended families, would be, I think, a useful tool in asking for people to pick them up or can we do it, uh, can you help out on Saturday? So I've got some things I need to do. It can be so important to get a group together so that you can take a break. As a person that's a divorced spouse, take a break. And include a child now and then. Try to go through every opportunity you have with love, with that child. Pick a child, take them out, do something special, and make a happy memory. So that when they are older, they're not just remembering the lack of support, but what they wish they could have had. What They're still going to go through that. But if you can also remind them, remember the time we went on a hike. We went and played basketball together. We got to try your favorite restaurant. Try to have some times where it's the child's opportunity to get away from the stress and to get away from their other siblings and to have that time with you. I think that's going to help anybody in any situation, in any crisis, to recognize you're not the only one that's hurting. Your children are. And you don't have to explain anything necessarily in those times. In fact, don't bring it up during holidays and special times that you're having pain. Make it a point, and that's that preparation again, to this is going to be a time to have fun together. There's nothing wrong with having fun. Don't get stuck in your maybe blindness of the other person, um, how you feel victimized by the other person and how the child might be feeling very uh, victimized, uh, abandoned sad, try to make it a time where you can have a good opportunity to build a wonderful memory. Those are important things. I I love it, Josephine. I think it's wonderful advice because I want to invite people who are listening to this podcast right now, possibly on YouTube or Podbean or uh, through the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation or possibly through Patchwork Heart Ministry or Fiat Ministry Network, who are also carrying this podcast, thank you, is that making beautiful memories is very important, especially for those who are under some kind of stress. And, you know, adult children of divorce, you know, it's difficult for for the children of divorce, or even maybe the grandchildren for people who divorce later in life, or family members. But when you can look back and say, you know, we did have some good times, See the positivity there, because that's God's way of working inside our own hearts and our memories is when you can look back at at life and say, yes, it wasn't all what I wanted. This divorce happened or I'm an old now, 
and maybe there's a lot of heartbreak there. A lot of times there is. And I've learned that from being the director of this foundation for the last couple of years. But even so, and that's why we're here as a foundation, because we're all about something called spiritual accompaniment. And if you've heard that word before, that's something that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has asked all of us to do is to spiritually accompany those who are going through difficult times. I mean, as we're taping this podcast, we're kind of toward the end of the red phase of the coronavirus. It has been hard for a lot of us, hasn't it? And also those who are affected by divorce, because unfortunately during this time, I know that there have been quite a few marital issues and we offer our prayers for those who have been through such difficult times during this pandemic um, and we continue to pray. And I wanna invite people, if you're listening right now, is to connect with us, be sure to go to our website and leave us a prayer intention. We would love to hear one. In fact, I invite you now that if you wanna leave one in the comments, if you're listening to this on YouTube or Facebook live, uh, please leave in the comments uh, your prayer intention and you can even tag uh, the St. Raymond Nonatis Foundation. We do have several uh, social media sites that I'd love for you to connect with. One is specifically for Catholics affected by uh, divorce and separation. If you key in the search engine on Facebook, St. Raymond Nonatis Foundation, Catholics affected by divorce and separation, you'll see that site. And we have another one, the St. Raymond Nonatis Foundation online group for families in crisis. So, you know, a lot of people are in crisis right now too. So we are expanding our mission, not just to those affected by divorce or separation, but also to uh, people who have other uh, family or individual issues. I'll just name some, could be pornography or something to do with uh, pro-life or human trafficking uh, or domestic issues. So uh, that is where we come in. I will just underline the fact that we are a spiritual uh, accompaniment uh, group, meaning that we don't uh, provide uh, other types of assistance uh, in that way, but we do have a lot of organizations that can help and we can connect you with if you do need uh, help in addition to some type of uh, spiritual counseling. We can also make appointments for you with our spiritual moderator. He's probably listening on this call right now. His name is Father Kenneth Breen. And you can make an appointment with him to have spiritual direction. So if you go to our website, uh, you will see that there's a link on the first page to email the director, that's myself, and I can help to set up an appointment for you with, with Father Ken Breen. And he's located up in Western New York and does wonderful work for families and individuals. And he's always praying for you too. So uh, our Mercedarian Friars, they're the ones that started this foundation. Very grateful to them. And uh, please know that they're always praying for all the people that come to us. Uh, they are uh, involved in this foundation to, uh, to let them know that they are uh, offering those prayers and masses for you. And even during the time of the pandemic, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation has offered an online mass every single Wednesday at 3 p.m with Father Ken Breen. Now that will be ending in early June, but we will now be picking up that mass for families in crisis at 8.30, uh, the very first uh, Monday of every month, excuse me, the, the second Monday of every month, I correct myself, uh, at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time online. 
And if you go to the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation on Facebook or on our YouTube channel at Philly Onatus right here, uh, you can watch that mass and you can even send us prayer intentions. So if you have an intention for an upcoming mass, uh, please leave it. So again, Josephine, uh, you've given us such wonderful uh, pieces of advice for those who are affected by divorce and separation. Uh, we just finished talking about the children and the grandchildren. I wondered if you could kind of end this call with us. Now we have about 15 minutes left uh, or so. Uh, and talk a little bit about prayer. You did mention that at the beginning of this podcast, how important it is to offer your prayers, knowing that God is, is going to get you through the difficult time that you're in. And uh, the St. Raymond Anonymous Foundation also, I will say, we're all about family life and promoting a good, healthy family life. We always pray that if, if you know, if, if God's will, it always is God's will for people's marriages to possibly you know work out unless for some reason it's just uh th there was an impediment there from the beginning and then of course we we pray for healing so uh we that's why we do we do what we do we offer the spiritual accompaniment for those uh affected by divorce so uh josephine do you have any words on prayer i sure do <laughs> well one of the things that shocked me was i know this is going to sound naive but i didn't understand that sin could blind you so much and that your understanding of what life, love, community, all these principles could get mixed up with secularism. So what helped me quite a bit was going back to confession. I had kind of gotten away, well, not kind of, I'd gotten away from the habit of going to confession. And there is a great grace in confession in all the sacraments of our church. So if you have to have difficulties and suffering in life, which we all do, we are so blessed to have our Catholic faith. Even with all its troubles, we can go to God in his sacraments and get some very good healing. So what I would say, start with getting reacquainted. And if you're already pretty well-versed, in the Catholic Church, keep going. There, It is indefinite how much you can learn. And get back to confession and the sacraments of Mass and Holy Communion and build on that. So one of the things that I would say is we're, we're looking for um, love. We're looking for happiness. We're looking for community. We don't want to do this alone. And some of the um, meetings at the Catholic Church don't really address crisis. They do address service which can be who you are. You can find some happiness in serving others. And this is another way to bring in children and, and grandchildren. And one of the things that I would do would be pray about where you should serve and how you should serve. Because it may not be what you think. It may not be what you even want. But when you start your spiritual life again, you start renewing yourself and your faith after and going through these disappointments, you're going to want to ask God what he wants. That's possibly what part of your problems were in the marriage was we were looking to serve ourselves, which can be kind of promoting our own happiness, but it's not necessarily what God had planned for us. So that's where the blindness of sin can come in. We think we're doing the right thing. It's, it's 
kind of intrinsically in our problematic human nature that we want to do what we think is right and we think that we're doing a greater good from what we understand but God's greater good is what we really intellectually and spiritually know that is the result of a good life so when we start looking around we should be looking at God and if we keep our eyes on God and his designs in our lives we're going to get a lot of just divine help and satisfaction and love and we'll be able to use God's love in situations where we're not able to love so I still maintain a lot of crying out to God for help because it's frustrating especially now when we're in these trials of the COVID and and being alone a lot wanting to help others may not look the same and wanting to do it the way we want it. There's a lot of discrepancies and bickering going on. So just keep recognizing that it's going to be God's plan in your life, and that is going to keep you afloat. We don't want to sink like Peter did when he took his eyes off the Lord when he got out of the boat. (laughs) You can guarantee that you're going to sink a lot in life, but you can always ask God to give you a hand and pull you out of the kind of the quagmires we get ourselves into when we start wanting to do what we want to do. And that is uh, part of happiness, is learning where we get stuck. We can get stuck in uh, basically self-gratification or immediate gratification. There's nothing wrong with it. We talked about it. We need a break. So we can teach the children to how to take breaks as well. So we teach them we're going to take these times to have fun like we talked about. But we're also going to learn how to be in a serious relationship with God on a child's level. But, hey, sometimes the best theologians are six and under. So you can learn from the child as well. Go into it with an open mind, teaching them maybe the rosary, teaching them the Hail Mary, a prayer like that if the parents don't mind. And you can also have opportunities to work with others and that there's satisfaction and a greater good through community. So serving in a pantry, getting food together, and also there's prayer. That's one of the things I love about being separated is that there's a new meaning to I'll be there in spirit. Remember when we were trying to pray for others and the secular world would come in, you couldn't say I was praying for you, but you could say it was acceptable if you said I'll be there in spirit. Now I really mean it. (laughs) I'm going to be there in spirit. And when we love others. We want to share in each other's trials. That is how we can share. Uh, we we want to almost, in a way, you can almost measure how much there's love among each other by our willingness to suffer with and for each other. Look at the cross where the beloved, the Lord suffered for each one of us. So if there's anything else, I'm not sure if there's anything else, maybe something you might want to talk about. Josephine, you've done such a great job so far. We have about 10 minutes left, um, and I'll continue to invite people that you can make comments. The way that this podcast is interactive is in the comments section. No, this is not a live cast. It is recorded, but you can always uh, type some comments in the YouTube channel there or on Facebook or even message us. But please, I invite you again to go to our website at nonatus.org, N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S. My name is Anne DeSantis, and I am the director of the foundation, represented by 
the Mercedarian Friars, as I mentioned, St. Raymond Onassis Foundation. Uh, Josephine's done such a great job. She has talked about advice for those who are uh, in the middle of going through divorce and separation and for healing. She's talked about uh, de dealing with children and grandchildren. She has given us prayerful suggestions. We have about seven or eight minutes left. Would you have any things that you can say as we end this podcast on the healing of the mind? Because there is a connection there, the mind, the spirit, the heart, but sometimes uh, thoughts do come back and that forgiveness for your ex and for people who have hurt you from your past life and, and what you're going through right now, uh, that's an ongoing thing. I wondered if you could give maybe two or three tips for that person listening. Sure. I think going back to the Our Father prayer is a great prayer because we recognize in that forgiveness. So when we go to forgiveness, we're going to ask the Lord to give us an opportunity to forgive others like he's going to forgive us. So we're not looking for justice. You and I, we do not want to walk into the heavenly realm asking for justice because that's what we'll get. And none of us deserve the gift that God has for us. We are really, once we figure out who God is and who we are, there's a profound gratification, thankfulness, and humility in that position. So we could start there if, if that's answering your question. And then we can actually recognize in the Our Father prayer when you're in a, in a crisis or suffering, prayer is even beyond our capacity. So if we call someone and ask for them to pray with us, just ask them to pray with you over the phone. Pray the Our Father together. Be together in those moments and recognize you, you can't do it yourself. We're doing it with God's help and with his community. And I like to look at it in many ways where our mind can bring us down trails because of preconceived notions like, I deserve to be happy. Um, I'm so disappointed. How could that person disappoint me? I'm jealous. I'm hurt. I'm So when we're focusing on ourselves, we're getting stuck, but the emotions are real. So we cannot deny those emotions. We recognize them, but we also recognize that they very well could be imperfect uh, perceptions that aren't even true. So let's take a look at what we can do to heal ourselves and our minds by recognizing that some of the things that we're thinking aren't necessarily a fact. We're basing our emotions on things that aren't even a fact. And that, to me, is one of the hardest things in, to see. That's where a counselor might come in. And also, if you ask God to show you, I'm Holy Spirit. Show me where I need to improve. I think God was pretty perfect when he walked the face of the earth. And that's kind of said satirically. But the Lord, as a man, walk the face of the earth. He recognizes that we long for love and he longs for our love. We long to belong, we, we long to have a loved one to give our love to. And we don't want to suffer. He didn't want to suffer either, our Lord. In Gethsemane, the Garden of Gethsemane, he sweat blood over the, the suffering that he had mentally there and what he was anticipating. 
So we're going to take, if we're going to do this right, we're going to take every day and just face one day at a time, build our abilities personally, recognizing that we're not perfect either. Maybe even make a list, reminders. I'm working on this today. I'm working on not reacting. I'm working on building a response. Well, what does that look like? That might look like, today I'm not going to say yes, because I keep saying yes, and now I'm overwhelmed with doing too many things. I'm going to say, let me think about it. Can I get back to you tomorrow? Even with children. And then they're not seeing you either as a yes or a no person, because sometimes in our depression, we might um, be saying no a lot. And that'd be very hard to, to become uh, a grandmother and get information that, you know, grandmother always just says no. We don't want to be that type of person. That's not really reflecting the love and beauty that we want to reflect. So that's why our personal choices and developing our own character with the help of our Christian values becomes a very major part of having a life that you can look back on and say, this is what God intended for me. Even in my suffering, he was able to make something good of it. Also, when we can, we need to get back to church, maybe more than once a week. An hour a week is not enough to build the strength and resilience and the relationship that we need with our Lord to actually reflect his beauty and truth and his perfection. So I would encourage everyone to take the time and ask God to help you with getting the rest of your tasks done so you can spend time with him. Wow. If there's anything else, did we miss anything that you wanted to talk about today? No, Josephine, you've done such an amazing job. And I want to tell everyone who's listening on this podcast that she will be a regular guest. She will be coming back again with us. And in fact, I think she's even coming back next month. <laughs> so uh, we're here on June 2nd, Tuesday, June 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern time. The next time we'll meet for this uh, podcast will be on Tuesday, July 7th. We'll always be the first Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, next time, we will also have our spiritual moderator with us, Father Ken Breen. And we will also have, again, our friend Josephine. Uh, I do want to mention that I made a mistake in one of my times. I told you about the Mass for Families in Crisis with Father Ken Breen. The time for that will be the second Monday but the time is 8.45 a.m. It's not 8.30 a.m. Eastern. So my mistake, but wanted to make sure that if you wanted to watch that mass at St. Raymond Onatus Foundation on Facebook, that you know when it is. So again, Josephine, it's been such a wonderful pleasure to have you. Um, and I, if, again, I know I keep inviting all of you uh, to connect with us, but you know that's what we're here for. That's what my job is. Uh, to help those families in crisis through spiritual accompaniment. So please reach out to our website at nonatus.org. Continue to make comments on our YouTube stream here, which is that's how we uh, interact with you live and also on Facebook Live. Uh, and these podcasts will also be available after the fact on our website and through Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network. I wanna invite you all to also please to subscribe to Patchwork Heart Radio. They are great friends of ours who are uh, producing wonderful podcasts and also have to just make a shout out for another podcast that I do with friend Bill Snyder. 
Uh, it's called Sewing Hope, S-E-W-I-N-G, Hope Podcast. It's on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. And you can learn more about that at Patchwork Heart uh, YouTube channel. So please check it out, Patchwork Heart Ministry YouTube channel. And also, if you're interested, there's a TV show that I'm doing every Friday night on Facebook with Fiat Ministry Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's a one-hour show where I interview people who are doing great things to make the world a better place. It is a, a, a Catholic program, and we have some wonderful guests. So uh, please look out for that on Fiat Ministry Network. So again, Josephine, I thank you. I would also love uh, if we could say a prayer for those who are listening, for those who are uh, going through tough times. Uh, maybe I can start a prayer, and if you have some words, uh, then we can end it with a prayer to Our Lady. Uh, I'll start yes. it out in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, thank you Amen. for bringing us together with our friends here on this podcast. And we lift up all of their prayer intentions, and please let them know. That, that you are with them during uh, difficult times, both personally and in, in their families. So Lord, we thank you so much and um, thank you for being with us during this time of uh, reflection. And Our Lady, Queen of Peace, Queen of God's divine purpose, come to us, be with us, guide us. When we need a mother, we know we can turn to you, that you can be the perfect mother in our lives. Guide us, help us to listen and to respond. And that we thank God for our mother in our he in, in the heavens like you. Amen. Amen. The Father, Son, the and, Son the Holy. and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let's just pray uh, to our mother. We pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll see you all next month. God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, visit nonatus.org or email director.srnf at gmail.com. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.